0: Hello, folks, <laughs> and um, <laughs> merry Christmas and all the other holidays, whatever. We're 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 uh, we're gonna go secular with this episode. Merry secular Christmas, I'll say. Happy Snowflake
1: Day. Uh, sure,
0: what, whatever you want to say. Actually, or Happy Solstice, Winter Solstice. The days will become longer soon, which I'm, uh, I'm so excited.
1: To. You know, I like every day. I try. I go home and try and run, and it's just been so miserable because I come home and it's like I get home. At five, by the time I get outside, it's like five twenty, and it's like pitch black. Yeah, it's awful. So I'm still so looking forward to it being light out. Or I'm waiting out. Agreed. So. Agreed. I've been so, waiting for the solstice.
0: So, welcome to Affable Chat. My name is Benjamin, and I'm joined by my co-host Joey. Hey, how's it going? And today, for our holiday episode, we're talking about Dr. Seuss's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas," the animated. Uh, one from 1966.
1: Yes, the uh, animated Christmas special.
0: Directed by Chuck Jones.
1: And its cast includes Boris Karloff.
0: I watched this movie on YouTube. Joey, how'd you watch
1: it? I watched it on Amazon Video.
0: You can also, just for our listeners, if you want to, this is available on Dailymotion and a lot of other websites. You don't have to pay for it necessarily, but, you know, I, we, I paid for it We <laughs> encourage, it. you know... Yeah, we can't encourage... Support, you. Yeah, we, we,
1: supporting you know great art like this.
0: Right, but if you can't afford to do that, there are definitely places you can find it. Joey, why don't you go ahead and give us the synopsis?
1: Okay. <laughs> A resident of Mount Crumpet visits Whoville and steals all their flamfoozles, their materials for Zoo Zitter Karzay, and even their stashes of Who hash.
0: Yes, sir. That is the Grinch, the classic from 1966. Yes. Um, And it's stood the test of time. It is still here today, easily accessible, uh, all over the place. Joey, why don't you go ahead and tell us your pros for this one?
1: Okay. Um, Just like you said, this is a classic in every way. It's a simple, fun, and timeless story. Um, It's interesting because your protagonist is the villain. um, But at the end, you know, he learns an important and still relevant lesson um, that we can all take away from. There's no... You know, the Grinch is the bad guy in the story, but you could say that there's not really any bad guys because he, you know, he turns his life around at the end.
0: Yes, I I agree. He's a he's the definition of a dynamic character. Right. It's um this this whole story is pretty much straight from the book. If you've read the Dr. Seuss book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, this is basically well it actually is everything from the book with a little bit added on mm. um it has a fun looney Tunes style comedy uh animation going on which if you like looney tunes it's really familiar and also uh like Looney Tunes, Timeless, it's, uh, it's got iconic music, both in the music that it has and also in the sound effects uh, that are, end up being a lot of instruments that are used creatively in a, in a fun way. Uh, Joey, what about your cons? What didn't you like about this one?
1: Um, what I didn't like is, well, it's, it's still pretty short. Um, and there's not enough there to kind of satisfy this world-building hunger that modern cinema goers go for you know what i'm talking about it's like who is the grinch? oh yeah you know where did you come from is this earth is this a different planet you know is the are the who's you know a, a different race is, you know is, is the grinch like an outcast like how does this all work um and then the other thing is like feels like the grinch kind of gets, gets away with it too easy you know it gets off scot-free
0: yeah the uh <laughs> and <laughs> i i i kind of i'm coming from the other angle i guess from the uh Well, actually, no, it's it's kind of the same thing. I'm I'm saying who are the uh, who's. That was like one of my who are the who's. It's they're just this group of people in the middle (laughs) of the wilderness, kind of, who just I don't know I, I mean, obviously that's digging pretty deep into it but I'm, it, it, they, they seem to be like a group of people that just sit around all year waiting for Christmas they celebrate Christmas and that's like the extent of their culture yeah. um, the other thing just from a actual like production standpoint they clearly reuse some frames I think the the one where the bags fly out of the chimney and land on the snowy rooftop happens like four times <laughs> uh, which is a little bit egregious for me and um, in, a, in a similar vein it's clear that they had to put Uh, some filler here and there to meet the time requirements for this tv special so uh i gotta knock them for that one it's uh you know obviously they don't have total creative control if they're making it straight for tv but uh it's obvious that at some points they're just trying to fill in the time another example i guess would be the sleigh ride down the mountain which is fun but it almost seems a little bit out of place with like how long it takes for them to to get down there and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but he lives really high up. I mean they, they spend time showing you how far high up he is. And yeah, like, but they, get, they get up the mountain really that, fast. Like, Max is hardly mentioned at all in the story. You know? He's like mentioned twice. Like by name. Yeah. Um and then the rest of the time, like but Max is such a memorable character if you watch it because he's like he's in every scene. He's like doing all sorts of you know loony stuff. So it's funny that like they kind of wrote in this silent character and then gave him all this personality without with him being barely mentioned in the story. Yes.
0: Agreed. They definitely fleshed him out without sh- straying from the story itself. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I will give you that the, the sleigh ride down definitely does give Max an opportunity to be a little bit in center stage. Cause it's a lot of physical comedy with him being told to pull the sleigh that is heavy enough to take itself down the mountain. And he's just kind of being <laughs> taken along for the ride. So, uh, okay. well, Let's move on from the cons and get into our overall.
1: I still think this movie is like a laugh out loud movie. There's so many like funny moments that are, that are still funny to me, uh, no matter how many times I've seen it. And um, I really recommend that if you haven't seen this movie with subtitles, that you do at least once, just because there's so much like there's so many subtle like language things that happen in there that it's that I totally missed, unless you've seen it, you know, a hundred times or if you um if you're reading it, what's going on on the screen there's all these little tiny just um uses in language that i just never picked up on before um and when i was reading it while watching the movie it made it so much more clear to me uh you know just dr seuss dr seuss Shout out to Dr. Seuss. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, a legend. And, and again, this is taken straight from the book. There's, mm-hmm. I, it, I actually downloaded a PDF of the book to, to look over after I watched it. And it's crazy how it's it's the whole. Just like right movie. from it. It's the movie. And I yeah. mean, again, there are some parts that are added in here and there, but for the most part, it's just the book and it's been animated, <laughs> which is awesome because Dr. Seuss is such a legendary author.
1: Yeah. And it does him, I mean, it does him justice. Um, so, like, what separates this one from, I guess, the remakes, I guess, is that there's so many simple things that you can kind of just take for granted. Like, you don't need a lot of context or backstory to understand what's going on. Maybe that would be nicer, you know, maybe we would uh, have, a, like, a more complete and better understanding of the Grinch, and, like, we would kind of relate to him more, but it's interesting how they don't spend any time really kind of humanizing him until the end. They make him look like a monster. They make him like looks kind of scary and weird. And they do all this stuff to say like, oh, you know, uh, he's, you know, he's a bad guy or whatever. He's like, he's going out to steal Christmas. Um, But at the same time, it's like uh, it's like not pulling any punches, but also like showing that people can change in a way. And it's it's like giving you this uh, enough to feel bad for him um and to kind of relate to him so that when he does turn around at the end you're like oh you know maybe he wasn't so bad after all maybe he was just a little misguided um and he kind of i don't know it's it's subtle but it's it's so simple and and this movie pulls it off really nicely um the other like the other thing is like there's a lot of stuff going on beneath the surface like a lot of stuff that's kind of in the setup you know the grinch is alone and he's better versus uh, when he joins the community and then he seems like to learn what he's missing same thing with like he's high on the mountain and he thinks he's better than everyone else looking down on everyone else and it's only when he joins them you know in hand when he sits at the table with them that he kind of uh see a different side um and like the the grinch is kind of a complex villain because the story does humanize him it does say like oh you know no, maybe his head wasn't screwed on quite right. Well. Maybe his shoes were just a little too right. Clean. It
0: doesn't make it super obvious that the message is going to be that like something heartfelt necessarily. It's like yeah. maybe the Grinch is predisposed to be a bad person. That's all he will ever be. Maybe it's his shoes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? But um, but then it's like maybe his heart is just a little too small. It's like you know, it, it gives that nice little setup for for a nice payoff at the end, and it makes you um it makes you kind of feel bad for him it makes you feel like oh he's missing something there's um there's something that you know he, he could be doing to making his life better instead of being miserable all the time And he's just kind of in the, in the wrong for that and you kind of i don't know you see people not like act this way not necessarily about christmas but about other things about how you know they don't give any uh leeway to their fellow man they kind of just say oh You know, this is bad and everyone down there is is a jerk and, you know, they're all out to get me. Um, But like you see a person like that, you see someone who's being a jerk to someone, um, you you automatically think that's how they are all the time. You, You automatically think they're built that way. But that's not necessarily true. I don't know. It's a. It's, it gives you a lot to think about, even though it's a really short and simple story. It is. Well, it,
0: it's great to have this character who's both like beloved and hated at the same time. Like yeah. the Grinch is the epitome of like what's like what, how you should be and how you shouldn't be a, about Christmas at the same time.
1: Right. Yeah, and like the whole thing about the gifts too. Right. Like, obviously, that's the kind of the whole message is like. You know, it's not about the gifts. It's about something else. It's about this connection. It's about, you know, being part of something that's greater than you. It's about being thankful for what you have instead of what you will receive tomorrow. Um, and it's like it takes the Grinch uh, literally taking everybody else's stuff to realize that he kind of missed the whole point. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like that yeah. reminder. I like, it- I, like, I like seeing that every year. You know, I like seeing like kind of a reset in a way.
0: It is. Yeah. It, it, uh, reset is a good way to put it, because every time, cr- the, what's the first thing that indicates to you that Christmas is coming every year?
1: What you, oh, just like commercials, obviously.
0: Yes, obviously the commercials. I see Santa climb into a Mercedes Benz, and he's like, <laughs> ho,
1: ho, ho,
0: and he like points out his hand out the window, and, and the car, like him, and like his eight mercedes benzes in front of his mercedes benz oh each God. one is supposed to represent one of the reindeer he's like yeah and then there's like the next commercial which is like a kid like santa at the mall and a kid sits on his lap and he's like what do you want for christmas little girl and she's like i want a lexus s class and like <laughs> i can't stand it it's like it's so commercial you know it's, it's all about christmas being an excuse to buy expensive things for the people you care about and, and this kind of uh doesn't shy away from saying that gifts are a nice part of Christmas, but at the same time it says Christmas is completely outside of gifts entirely and it can exist uh, even when all the gifts are stolen and like the Grinch it, it seems like he watched all those commercials and thought that that was what Christmas is about right yeah he he steals yeah. all that stuff and he thinks he's won and this movie reminds us that no he hasn't won in fact he's missed the point entirely like uh, so n- let me let me get my thoughts out here so (laughs) this this uh this movie brings the magic of dr seuss to life without uh going overboard and with that i mean it doesn't bring other things out of it it takes what's really good about the book and animates it and that's it it's uh it's a concise story that drives home a message about Christmas that's palatable for all audiences. It's not about the presents obviously like we said. It's not even about the decorations even though they really do up those decorations. Oh, yeah. It's about being there for and appreciating the important people in your life. And it even goes beyond that. It presents the attitude of accepting others uh into your life and, and accepting people as the way that they are. Um, and this is shown by the who's allowing the Grinch to join into their celebration without so much as of a, like, you know, WTF bro. Why'd you yeah. steal all our stuff? <laughs> right. They, they, he comes back and they immediately, they're so accepting of him, um, which is a nice message, right? It's like, even if you've done bad things in the past, kind of the spirit of Christmas is that, uh, we can all get along, get it, find a way to be together. Um, and through that message, it is completely secular, uh, which makes it palatable for all. They do mess. Yeah. They do call certain things blessed, but they're not like specific in what way it's blessed. And, and if anything, it just they're just they n- mean saying it, like it.
1: the general term.
0: Yeah, it means like extra Pounding special. Your blessings. Yeah, it just means like nice things. So it like it doesn't get bogged down in trying to convince you to switch to its religion. Instead, it just gives a message that. Uh, is relevant throughout time it, it it's already stood the test of time and after this last viewing and you know looking at it more critically than i generally do every year i i think that that message will live on and continue to be relevant year after year as long as christmas is relevant yeah. uh, and that is what makes this movie an absolute classic
1: yeah it's hard to argue with that yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it's um so let's get a little history about this movie. So in 1966, this came out, it aired on TV, and it it had a budget of $315,000. Wow. Uh, For some comparison, a year earlier, Charlie Brown Christmas was released, and it had a budget of $96,000. So this was actually kind of a big budget production for a TV special at the time. Director Chuck Jones, um, he worked with Ted Giesel, the... uh, the uh, it's Dr. Seuss. That's his, oh, okay. his real name. <laughs> um, they I was wor- like I don't. <laughs> well, th- they worked on cartoons together at Warner Brothers during World War II, making training cartoons uh, that were called Private Snafu. And these, I mean, if I actually watched one on YouTube, there's a bunch of them on there. Um, first off, animation has come a long way since Private Snafu, but it's also it, it, like they're they're kind of interesting because it kind of shows you the the things that were important at the time like Mm. the one i watched it was private snafu freezing uh like on the front lines he's like in a tent freezing and he's thinking about all the people back home and how they're probably living it up without him how his his uh mom is playing bridge uh and his (laughs) his pappy is at the uh burlesque show like (laughs) eyeing all the ladies and his and how his uh his girlfriend is probably cheating on him with some coward who didn't fight in the war and uh but they this like angel shows up and like makes a tv appear and shows what his family members are really doing and his pappy is uh is like building boats and he's like they have all this great animation like his pappy is like swinging on this swing and smashing bottles on all these boats like christening them and then they they head (laughs) off for the war and uh his mom is like growing food and his uh his girlfriend is like working in the uh in the factories and and it's just like a positive message about how we're all in this together
1: i see yeah
0: and uh so they work together on a bunch of these private snafu cartoons and Chuck Jones wanted to bring Dr. Seuss's uh, literature to life. He said, we should collaborate on that. So uh, they made this, the uh, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's got, like we said, the entirety of the book with some added text, like all the instruments, they're, they're not in the book but yeah which, the
1: instruments are some of the coolest part though right the, and they they added the whole that. orchestra is so great Yeah, just like adds all this nice sound effects and stuff yes so and cool.
0: that is actually what really impressed me this time because i i kind of paid attention to what was going on like when i was in previous viewings i'm like oh it's more ridiculous stuff and they all kind of run together but if you look all of the instruments these complex instruments have the accompanying sound effects that go along with oh them. yeah they don't yeah. necessarily it's, sound good but they are there
1: it's, it's like um I think you may have said it in one of our other uh, podcasts, but like it's seamless, right? Like it just brings those things to life in a way that's so perfect that you don't even notice.
0: Right. It's something that it would almost be a waste of time in the book to list off all of the instrument names because and in a sense, they do kind of run together. But yeah. by allowing us to hear all the individual instruments when they're combined in these wacky ways is... A novel experience and it's something that uh adding to the text of dr seuss uh creates something that's even better yeah. so it, that is a really cool aspect of it and, and honestly it's really along the lines of these looney tunes things because looney tunes the, it's in the name it's it's about the music as much as it is about the animation and uh the grinch definitely takes a page from their book so yeah it, it originally broadcast december 18th 1966 on cbs uh came out around the same time as rudolph the Red nose reindeer the stop motion one a charlie brown christmas which we said came out a year earlier and frosty the snowman all okay so it's for-
1: like uh, december 18th was only a couple days ago so that's, that's right. what 52nd anniversary
0: yeah it's still going strong. In almost fact,
1: as old as the Grinch.
0: <laughs> that's true, because it's almost as old as yeah, the Grinch has had to put up with Christmas at the point yeah. of the movie, right? Fifty-three years, I think it was. Yeah. Uh which is an oddly specific number. And I, I
1: <laughs> did you find any purpose behind that number? Did you I did not, but I am looking forward to the fifty-third anniversary.
0: Right. He was born if the if the uh that movie was taking place at the present time, that means the Grinch was born in like 1913 or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's an oldster, but he's still, he's still out here. <laughs> Old and grumpy. He is. Uh, so the movie uh, includes, or the special, I guess you should say, includes uh, three songs, Welcome Christmas, Trim Up the Tree, and you're a mean one mr grinch trim up the tree is the first song we hear it's only 41 seconds long uh, okay very short yeah but we will be taking a closer look at welcome christmas and you're a mean one Mr. Grinch. you texted
1: grinch. me or were like we're gonna talk about the three songs and I, and I was watching it i was like there's only two songs right
0: <laughs> <laughs> it um by the way i got <laughs> all this quick. information basically all of it from wikipedia uh so you guys can check that there give i'm giving them their credits i guess um but they said there's three songs. Technically, there are three songs. But yeah, it's really just two songs. So um, Boris Karloff does the voice of everything in this, right. v- in this does special. He,
1: does he do the, the um voice of Cindy Lou Who? He
0: does. He's credited really? with it, at least. Yeah. There's a lot of mystery around this. Hmm. Uh, because I've heard other people like, uh, like, okay, so Boris Karloff did the voice of everybody. But he did not sing your mean one, even though a lot of people thought he did. That was Thurl Ravenscroft. What and, a great name! Yeah, how 1960s <laughs> is it to collaborate with Boris Karloff and Thurl Ravenscroft to make a, a cartoon? Like th- these these <laughs> names went like extinct long ago. But anyways, they I'm
1: gonna they, bring back Thurl.
0: Sure, they. <laughs> they <laughs> They So Boris Karloff didn't sing the song. It was Thorough Ravenscroft. But apparently everything else is Bor- Boris Karloff. And Boris Karloff, actually, if you look at some of his other works, is basically typecast as a creepy voice. He does hmm. narration in so many like horror films, really old horror films. Uh, so this is... Along the same lines, because I guess the Grinch is kind of a monster, but it's uh, one of the more lighthearted projects he's credited with. But Karloff did such a good job on this that he actually won a Grammy for Best Recording for Children at the 10th Annual Grammy Awards. Wow! Yeah, which is pretty cool, and that made me think. I was like, "Is this an album? Is the How the Grinch Stole Christmas an album?" And it is. If you go on Spotify right now, you can listen to this movie, which cool. uh, isn't a bad isn't a bad way to spend your time because, uh, again, it's basically reading the book. So you won't have all the animation there, no, uh, but you will be able to hear all the amazing sounds that come with this movie. Um, so, and I keep calling it a movie. It's basically a movie. hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, they they it, they agree with uh what we've said so far in that this is an absolute classic yeah um, and deserving of 100 although i don't know how i feel about hundreds on rotten tomatoes anymore because it feels like every movie that comes out is 100 percent best movie of all time confirmed like before anyone has even seen it uh so yeah, that's don't how it
1: works you're not like that's that's how that all works like they they uh they have people that they hire to give them good reviews before the movie comes out.
0: Right, so it's a scam. It's not true. Well, you just have to use it the right way. Well, I... I okay, what do you mean?
1: Like, wait for the embargo to, to drop and then so that anyone can review it or put the review out and then you know go to your trusted reviewers or go to the aggregate. But if you look at the aggregate, you're, you're, the aggregate is not a measure of how good the movie is. That's like common misconception. Okay. An aggregate is just how many people liked it.
0: Okay. Well, I guess it, it's not totally wrong to go by Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, at the same time, I feel like some of the... It's been overused in advertising to the point where I, I doubt it a little bit, but they're not wrong on this one. This is I agree with <laughs> okay. <if> that <they're> 100%. <laughs> okay. But it's an interesting film. It, it's crazy that it came out so long ago, and it's still... So good. It, I'm glad that it sounds as good as it does because listening when I went and w- w- back and watched Private Snafu, mm-hmm. it was like painful because yeah. to, to listen to because the the audio quality is so bad. Um, I don't know if it was the particular YouTube recording I listened to, but I think it was just because it was the 1930s. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> Can well, you, they spent three hundred fifteen thousand dollars on microphones or whatever.
0: <laughs> true. Also, plus
1: Boris Karloff probably just sounds great.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh, he, definitely he just has that kind of great.
1: like voice.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine in 1932 making a YouTube video?
1: <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to my channel.
0: Like and subscribe if you think we sh- if we sh- if the Nazis should, uh, should lose the World War II.
1: <laughs> Smash like to win the war. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, let's move on to okay. the songs. Which a, a big part of this, and uh, the first one we're going to listen to is Welcome Christmas. that's a banger it is a banger this song instantly gets stuck in my head but i don't i don't really have a problem with that um okay so that i'm gonna go back to what i said in the overall section in the uh the value of having a secular christmas movie because this song gets across the the joyous nature of Christmas day. Um, but without really saying anything, they're all just kind of (laughs) nonsense words, you know, (laughs) but it doesn't stop you from wanting to sing along and just be part of the, part of the song. Yeah. Um, and it also has, it it, basically, they say that Christmas day is here at last, as long as we have hands to clasp. And, and that's just reinforcing the the message
1: of this whole movie, which I think is done beautifully. Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it don't play on the radio, honestly. I mean, it's long enough and it comes back over and over again in in the in the story right you can hear it rising over the cliffs and everything that's the song that's like the redemption song, almost, yes, right. It's
0: it's when he was listening for those who's to
1: boo hoo hoo, <laughs> but
0: he, but they don't, of course. They come out and they sing this song, uh, yeah. which is called Welcome Christmas, but I it really should be called like Dahu Dores or Fahu Fores,
1: yeah. yeah, or Fahu,
0: yeah, whatever they're saying. Uh, because <laughs> uh, okay, another thing, I, I, I think, okay, another, uh,
1: before i go ahead, I go interrupt ahead. you. Um, it is satisfying to me knowing that the words are nonsense because I know I spent many years trying to figure out what they were saying <laughs> <laughs> and for it to just be nothing it's like oh okay so I, my ears do work <laughs> <laughs>
0: well one of the things that's important also about this song is inclusivity is that a word inclusive inclusiveness yes, inclusivity yeah it's uh <laughs> first one <laughs> the, the there's there's a noticeable dis- size disparity among the who's there is
1: that a noticeable like anim like animation difference between all of them. All of them look totally different.
0: Yes, and it's it in but it doesn't matter. They can all just join hands and sing this song together. Yeah. It's like a, un- Christmas unites them all, which is like a really. I mean, it's a really nice message, and it's, it's, I guess it's somewhat subtle, because uh, the Who's are kind of seen as a monolith. They all do the same thing all the time, <laughs> but they, by making them appear different, large and small, they even mention that, uh, and, and you know, all these all wacky hair and whatever, uh, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they look like. It doesn't matter that they're different. They can, they can all come together uh, through Christmas, which is a really nice message.
1: Yeah, it is. It's awesome.
0: Okay, next we're going to switch gears and go to the opposite side of the uh, feelings spectrum and listen to You're a Mean One.
2: You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel.
0: All right. This song. This song
1: is so awesome. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, this is so classic. Everyone knows this song. It, it's, yeah. it's, Um. and I mean, Thurl, Ravenscroft. Has that such a deep and rich voice, uh, it, which goes along with kind of like the, I don't know, the darkness of who the Grinch is. He's a monster. He's literally, they're describing him as like this grotesque, uh, like much worse even than he appears oh, uh, yeah. in this cartoon, which he does appear pretty grotesque. His teeth are all misaligned and he's got like making all these smirks and grimaces all the time. <laughs>
1: oh yeah um, uh, I mean there's so many like nothing's repeated they play the song over and over and it's like I mean they say you're a mean one Mr. Grinch but all of the different adjectives all the different comparisons all of them are different I wrote down some of the ones that like at first like okay so he, he's um as cuddly as a cactus as charming as an eel he has all the tender sweetness of a uh sea crocodile <laughs> like they start off with something good they do this a couple times where it's like He says, "Um, like the Grinch got a terrible idea, a wonderfully terrible idea. Yes, (laughs) like they use the adjective in the opposite direction. That's really (laughs) funny. I love that a lot.
0: Yeah, like they say his brain is full of spiders. He has garlic in his soul. Like (laughs) they describe
1: his soul and and his heart in many different ways. Yes, and (laughs) um, full of all sorts of trash.
0: (laughs) It's great. It's um, obviously this is like a meme on Twitter, but it's like the original diss track. Like (laughs) this throw Ravencroft set." To the set to the track and just totally eviscerated the Grinch for like with every insult that he had. Uh, Mm. But it's just it's so great, it's so memorable, and uh, it's such a great theme song for the Grinch because that's what he is. He's a he's a repulsive monster, right? Which makes his redemption that much more uh, satisfying. Uh, But to get there, we have to establish who he really is, and it's it goes on and on with that.
1: Do you think there's like a there's something going on there like subtly about them like overcompensating for him, like they're making him seem so much worse than he appears, and like it makes you want to like stand up for him and then maybe root for him at the end.
0: Yes, ah, that's a good point. I hadn't really considered that, but from what we see in this film, at least he doesn't really deserve <laughs> to, to be roasted this this hot, <laughs> this hard. You know, like, right. he's he's a bad guy, don't no doubt. Like he has nothing but contempt for the who's, but we haven't actually seen him be this vile. Yeah. Surely there's someone worse in this world. He seems like,
1: he seems like he's covered in like green fur, but like, I mean, he seems clean, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's all uniformly green. He seems like a hygienic guy. He keeps his dog alive.
0: Although Max is pretty skinny in this, but (laughs) I don't know. And the Grinch is a little bit chubby. So maybe he's been eating some of Max's food, but, uh, (laughs) But altogether, I mean, we don't have to tell you, the listeners, this is an iconic, classic Christmas song. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, OK, so part of that iconicness, we kind of touched on this. Like, obviously, the Grinch has been remade before, uh, but the most recent iteration has been the um, I-, I call it the Tyler, the creator Grinch because they let him redo this song. But who is it? Is it oh, ben- okay. Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: Yeah, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. I yeah. think it's just called the Grinch. This one is called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The one that came out in 2018 is Doug Grinch,
0: and um, yeah, so Tyler the Creator did redid this song, and I, I just want to play a clip from it real quick so we can get a, a taste of what that is.
2: You're a mean one, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly
0: as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel. Mr.
2: Grinch. You're a bad banana. The greasy black you
0: you have have season. Mm-hmm. So, we, we should say first that neither one of us have actually seen The Grinch, the new one. So, th- we're not going to speak on whether or not it's a good new film, but I think what this song does is it shows. Uh, what you have to do if you're gonna remake the Grinch is you have to add on to it vastly because what it has right now is so compact concise and uh like tied up at the ends I guess yeah. it's like it, it's it's such a complete package that if you want to remake it uh, without just literally copying and pasting it into another movie, you really have to go somewhere else and, and, and add something else. You can, I mean, the, the Jim Carrey Grinch does this as well, where it really expands this universe and adds the mayor and, uh, obviously makes adds more to the lore of the Grinch. And and that's not just to make the movie longer, but also to make it different from what this original ended up being. Uh, but mm-hmm. my argument is that's why this one will always be the best one because it, it it's just, it is what it is. And it, it's, It's complete already. So to to remake it and add something onto it, I'm not saying that that's a bad idea because I really like the Jim Carrey Grinch, or at least I like the character of the Grinch when he's played by Jim Carrey. But uh, it's already—you can't beat a classic, I guess.
1: Yeah, not really. And I think that this movie, um, like the reason it works, is because you kind of start out with like a lot of assumptions. You know, like you don't—they don't spend a lot of time building up the place that you have to go. In order for the Grinch to want for for it to make sense that the Grinch wants to steal Christmas, right? Um, and the, but if you're gonna you know start off with the Grinch and you're gonna like have to have some sort of redemption arc and it's, you have to stay with it for two hours, like it's you know there's a lot of work that goes into that that is just done so like you said concisely with this, um, when it kind of builds on your own assumptions, um, and it kind of lets you go with the story without having to set up a lot of background or make excuses or anything like that
0: right so it's um like while there will i think other grinches will come and go i think this one will stick around with them and then beyond them um so also just another thing i i like this soundtrack for the grinch is on spotify and other places as well um but uh, listening to it i'm a big tyler the creator fan so of course i enjoy it but i'm i'm like I wonder if this is actually uh, resonating with the youth of today because it—it's mm. not, in my opinion, it's not a Grinch song by Tyler the Creator. It's a Tyler the Creator song about the Grinch, and um, I'm not sure how I see how much kids love that. Again, I'm not a music critic, not really. <laughs> It's just, I think it's, I think it's a a bold choice. I'll say that. I think bold is the right way to put it. I don't think it's a bad choice, but it's bold because there's definitely some more palatable artists for kids. Um, I see. Oh, I see. But I'm happy to get just, there's only two Tyler, the creator songs, like with him in them, um, in this new album, but I'm happy to get two free Tyler, the creator songs without having to wait for another album. (laughs) Anyways, moving forward. Um, well actually also Tyler, the creator has a really deep voice, just like, uh, ravenscroft so at least sticking with that kind of idea
1: i think that kind of makes sense though because you want the grinch to be kind of this you know you, you wanted to be the bad guy you want to see him as kind of like almost like a villain so it kind of makes sense for you to have some sort of rap guy you know who's who's like whole persona is about being a badass right yeah so yeah sense.
0: well and the other thing have you at least watched the trailers for the for this the grinch movie yeah i've seen them well, I, I, this isn't an original opinion of mine, but I agree with it. Um, I heard this on a different podcast, actually. But they're like, the, the Grinch is supposed to be ugly and terrifying and a monster. But this one is like so clean cut and nice looking.
1: Hmm. Uh, my mom actually saw it. She loves the original Grinch. And she, she said she liked it. I mean, she said that there was one moment when he makes like the funny, like the weird smile like he does in this one. Ooh, he, like, his face like curls up and everything. Yeah. So, um, okay. I don't know. Maybe, I don't, like, maybe I'm just you're right. he it is, too right. He is kind of cute and cuddly in that, but I think they, they at least pay homage to the original.
0: Fair enough. And again, haven't seen it, so can't really judge it. So <laughs> moving forward, let's get into our quotable moments. And the first one comes pretty early into the movie. For tomorrow
2: I know, all those boo girls and boys will wake bright and early. They'll rush for their toys, and then, oh, that noise, oh, the noise, 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 noise. There's one thing I hate, oh, the noise, 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 noise. And they'll shriek, squeaks and squeals racing round on their wheels. They'll dance with jing-tinglers tied under their heels. They'll blow their floofloobers, they'll bang their tartinkers. They'll blow their hoo-hoobers, they'll bang their garkinkers. They'll beat their drum tookers they'll slam their slew They'll beat their blum-bloopers, they'll wham their hoo-walkers. They play noisy games like zuzita kazé, a roller skate type of lacrosse and croquet.
0: So this is such a great—we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but it was a great addition to the movie uh, beyond what was in the book, Uh, like exploring the. Wacky, and, but while it's an addition, it's almost surprising it's not in the book because the names and the instruments are so on brand for the Seuss uh, like universe. Because his mm-hmm. universe is full of all these weird names and and all these bizarre objects that don't exist anywhere else. So uh, it's <laughs> I, I love hearing like all these the, the names and the noises combined.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like it's like a made of, it's a made up language that has English words in it, so you can understand what's going on. But um, they just have names for things that we don't have names for uh, because the things that you're seeing don't exist.
0: <laughs> yes, and it's what's even better though is while you're seeing all this stuff, you're thinking, "Dang, the Grinch is like very familiar with who culture." Oh yeah. Like <laughs> he knows the, the names of all these things. They're not just well, noise they're to him just, They're, they're all individual just, noises. You no. Know,
1: they're, they're probably common instruments like oboes and clarinets. Right.
0: And and I mean trumpets pl-
1: and tr- trombones, you know? Yeah. You just the know people- what they're called
0: the people playing them seem practiced. You know, they're reading sheet oh, music. Yeah. So these are legitimate instruments.
1: And um, all of them are mobile. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of them has wheels.
0: That's true. It is actually, I think the first thing he says is that they'll roll on their wheels. Um, and, hmm. uh, and then they, play, they make noises on that too. Um, so, okay, so this is obviously iconic. And, and it's, it's a part that I, I've always really liked. I was watching South Park a few years ago and uh, I really wanted to bring this clip up and really appreciate it because it made me, I died laughing. Uh, There's this episode of South Park where Eric Cartman is uh, sick of the lines at the amusement park. And so through some plot, Thing. he ends up having a lot of money and he buys an amusement park and the guy who's selling the amusement park doesn't want to sell it because it's not making any money and he feels guilty and Cartman's like oh I don't care I don't care if uh, it's not making any money I'm buying this so that no one else will come because I hate lines and, uh, and he explains how he hates lines and I'll let you, I'll let you listen to Eric Cartman
2: Ever, it has been my dream to have my very own theme park so that I could be alone in it all day every day I love theme parks but the lines everywhere you go People, crowds, the rides are great, but all the lines, 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 if there's one thing I hate. All the lines, 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 lines! And then there get to be so many people that they make fast pass. So then there's lines for fast pass. You stand in line to get a ticket to stand in line later. Then there's lines for the bathrooms, lines for the drinks, lines for cantankerous and rare cantankula planks. So you see, this park is for me. Nobody else will be allowed in.
1: That's hilarious.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't it? Isn't that funny? <laughs> I, mean, I, I was just watching this in, I don't know, I, I was in high school or whatever when this episode came out, and I was just like watching it by myself, and I was like, wait a minute. Did Carvin just do the Grinch just totally out of nowhere? It's so quick, and then they never reference it again. But in the show, they actually show, um, when he says that there's lines for canned tankers, it's actually a flu fluber it's oh yeah so they got that wrong but it, it is straight out of the grinch it's this it's the
1: <laughs> you're killing me it's the one
0: with like it's like a it's like a big drum and there's like a, a hi-hat that he's clapping above yeah it. Yeah, yeah yeah it's the flu fluber actually I think he's blowing, and but he has a hi hat above him. It's the one where okay. the hi hat is above. Him. Anyways, um, but it, it's such a solid reference, and I and I think it would land with a huge amount of people based on everyone's knowledge of the Grinch, um, yeah. specifically this amazing part. And I, and I I love uh, Trey and Matt from uh, from South Park, and and I appreciate them throwing a reference to the Grinch because th- especially this good. part is so amazing.
1: It's pretty good. <laughs> okay ready for my quote
2: yes he turned around fast and he saw a small who little cindy lou who who was no more than two she stared at the grinch and said "Santa claus why why are you taking our christmas tree why but you know that old grinch was so smart and so slick he up a lie and he thought it
1: up <coughs> Um, I like this one a lot just because it's in contrast to what's being shown on screen. Um and I don't know if this is uh to kind of make it clear to the kids watching like what's what's really going through the Grinch's mind that he's about to like tell a lie. Or if it's just like a hilarious moment because like obviously it was written that he was like you know, he was smart and he was slick and he was like he did like, he didn't miss a beat, right? but in the in the animation he's like chattering he's like he's in his like biting (laughs) his fingernails and his his eyes are going back and forth like darting back and forth like he has no idea what he's about to do
0: (laughs) he is he's like (laughs) (laughs) he does that like four times before he answers he like looks so guilty
1: (laughs) that's so good that is just love the like the revisionist history you know it's like (laughs) the The uh, the story about the Grinch is like not at all what's going on. Right, and then
0: like he so obviously has thought up a lie because he like smirks so wide. Like the only (laughs) reason that this even remotely passes is because Cindy Lou, who is only two, (laughs) just only two. Yeah.
1: Okay, there's another one.
2: Their walls, he left nothing but hooks and some wire, and the one speck of food that he left in the house was a crumb. That was even too small for a mouse then he did the same thing to the other whose houses leaving crumbs much too small for the other whose mouses
1: just like 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 you were saying like about like repeated frames whatever how like there's like different parts that are like reused yes it's, it's almost playing with that idea that like all the houses are so identical that they even have mouse like <laughs> mice in every single house <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <sighs> it's so funny it's like 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 specifically he was leaving no crumbs big enough for mice and <laughs> <laughs> this uh thing i don't know this whole heist um yeah it's uh hilarious moment i just uh, aesthetically love this
0: yes i agree and and that's that's the magic of dr seuss right that's the 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 man himself the reason why the grinch even exists uh really shining forth it's it's really what he wrote that is the genesis of all this anyways so uh, yeah it's a, it's a, i think it's appropriate that we that we appreciate some of the best parts
1: oh yeah and then uh my favorite part of the mr grinch song
2: is you nauseate me Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nauseous
1: <laughs> Like it's not at all. Like first of all, like I was like, I mean, I was watching this with the subtitles and everything, and I was pausing it to like write down my favorite lines. And he says, "You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch." I'm like, ah, oh, that's a good one. Like, I, how often do you hear the word nauseate? Mm. You know, that's not one. That's not like in the top 1,000 most common words. Probably not, right? Sure. And um, so I was like, ah, oh, man. Good work there. And then the next line is a bunch of made up things about being nauseous with a <laughs> nauseous super nos. <laughs> just like hammering home, just like, yeah, I use the word nauseate and I'm going to make sure I go all the way. I don't know. I like, right, that's something right. I would never have thought of right, like, to use. And I think it's so clever.
0: Nauseous. He's like taking the word nos to have like the meaning. Of like feeling sick or gross, like like gaseous is like uh, uh, is like expanding on the word gas. Like he's 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 so nauseous, like it's super nos. That's (laughs) super nos. That's that's Doctor seuss just playing with things. It's really good.
1: No, it's so good. I love that so much. Just like tearing it apart and then putting it back together again. (laughs) Okay, the last thing like are not like direct quotes, but they're just like little parts that I had never noticed before. Um, where uh, Dr. Seuss uses the Grinch, like Grinch as a modifier. For example, he describes his frown as Grinchy. Or he literally, he Grinched as, as, like a, as a verb. <laughs> there's one part where he <laughs> says, he Grinched. And then there's another part where he says, Grinchly. Uh, he does something very Grinchly. Wow. As, as if a Grinch would do it, I guess but my favorite one is the probably the most obvious one. Which, the, you know, it gets me to laugh every single time. And the Grinch with his Grinch feet. <laughs> 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 like, I feel like that's the biggest like, the most like <laughs> savage roast of all time is just using the person's name <laughs> as the bad thing you're describing.
0: Oh my gosh, I totally didn't pick up on this. That is hilarious. <laughs> His Grinch feet. I love it. Uh, I also like how the Grinch is like the perfect protagonist slash antagonist where we can identify with him and root for him while simultaneously like making fun of him.
1: Oh, yeah, the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. It's perfect. Uh,
0: Okay. Well, Joey, I think you know what time it is.
1: It is time for us to go a little deeper, deeper, deeper. deeper. Okay, um, am I going first? Go ahead. Okay, uh, we're just going gonna to ramble on for a little while. Okay. <laughs> so, there's this concept that I came across in a Radio Lab episode. It's one of my favorite ones. It's called Le- the La Mancha Screwjob, um, which is about uh, professional wrestling. And they talk about some other things in there, too. But essentially, uh, they're talking about how, um, like, why people are obsessed with me- stuff that's meta, stuff that... Is self referential. Uh-huh. And they came, they had this thing at the end, which I think about all the time. They said, uh, forever in every direction. That's what the humans are interested in, infinity. And we, it's the same reason, the reason why you like stuff that's meta it's the same reason you like looking into a mirror that's reflecting another mirror. You want to be able to see things forever in every direction. And I think that this kind of stuff that has this quality has a more lasting effect and will survive for, um, like past the point that's even referencing something else, if that makes any sense. So, okay. like, my my best example is a Shakespeare sonnet that I have memorized. Um, Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? That whole sonnet is about how uh, comparing someone to a summer's day is actually a terrible idea, and summer's days are actually not that great. And it's like <laughs> that first line, "Shall I compare thee to a summer's day?" is purely sarcastic, and yet. What are the sonnets that we remember? Which are the sonnets that I have memorized? Which are the sonnets that survive time? It's the sonnets that make fun of other sonnets. Ah, okay. There's, then there's that, um, there's that Elton John song, the, the song, Your Song. I just said song like three times. doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: I, I'm uh, sure I've heard it.
1: It's that um, where he talks about writing the song that he's currently writing. Oh. And I, like, I, like, you think of that song as being kind of a classic love song, or even, what's that, That's a John Lennon song, right? Um, uh that like who wants to fill the world with silly love love songs or something? Mm -hmm. Silly love song, like again, like it's almost a perfect love song, but it's making fun of the fact that like love songs exist and that these things are are here. And like, what's interesting about this is that I think those things stand on their own without the thing that they're referencing or that they're making fun of. You know, they have this kind of lasting effect. The reason I bring this up is because the Grinch, as like telling the story from the villain's point of view is part of the thing that makes it timeless you know it's it's sh- it's doing something untraditional you have you have these other ones that are also uh survived for a long time The stop motion ones you know like uh year without santa claus and uh you know what all the other ones well
0: yeah the, like charlie U- brown christmas uh, yeah uh, frosty uh, Rudolph, the snowman yeah
1: yeah yeah all those ones have you know traditional protagonists and stuff um but i think the thing that sets the grinch apart um you know, it, there's a lot of things, but one of those things is having the antagonist be your or having the bad guy be your protagonist, have him be the, the main character and follow him through the story. Um, and it kind of adds this extra level and extra depth to it that allows people to latch onto it for longer and for different reasons and, you know, propels it into the future.
0: Interesting. So, I mean, I, I don't really. Is it just that aspect of the, the, the Grinch being the villain? Is there some sort of meta aspect I'm I'm missing here?
1: I just think that that's not a traditional story, right? Yes. It's okay. different than... That's that's the point I'm making. No, yeah, I don't, you're right. I don't think that's the only thing that makes this a timeless movie. Yeah.
0: But... Uh, no, no, you're. You, I, I think I see where you're going with this. Because um, one of the things that I've seen a lot of is clips of the... Um, I don't know if they're impersonators, but like, you know, when you go to a theme park and you, you meet one of the mascots, like they're someone yeah, in a yeah. costume? Well, Universal has Jim Carrey's The Grinch and it's people they get really good actors to do this stuff it, they're just like they had a really good actor for gaston at disney or they have a good actor for gaston like they're actors actual actors who study the character and can do the impression perfectly and you get to come up and meet them take a photo with them and stuff Right. Um, so why would you ever want to do that with the grinch he's the villain he's the bad guy <laughs> doesn't make any sense to go and he's in the he's in the santa costume and his his uh in this uh, i'll do i look just like saint nick that he says yeah, yeah. um but it's because the, of the way the, the, the story of the Grinch is told. He, he's the protagonist slash antagonist. And I, I, and, I, and I agree with what you're saying there. It's like having that combination, that unique story structure, it's like different from all the other stories. Like You, you can come and go with the other ones, but he, this one will stick right. around for having that uniqueness.
1: They're not remaking uh, Rudolph, you know, they're remaking the Grinch over and over. True.
0: That's very true. Um, well, I guess this is a good segue into my deeper topic, which is, are we stuck in Baby Boomer Christmas? Uh, what do you mean by that? I saw an interesting chart on Twitter, uh, which Twitter is a great place to get your information, right? So maybe this isn't totally accurate. <laughs> Twitter is a great place but, for charts. Yeah, it's a good place for charts. But basically, all like <laughs> a lot of the most famous or iconic or even just classic Christmas songs uh were written and released in the 40s, 50s and 60s and they're still there like white christmas, baby it's cold outside, um merry little christmas like all the all the like just classic christmas yeah, yeah. songs came from the 50s and 60s and the the argument that that tweet was putting forward was that we have all been we've all had the baby boomer generation christmas like their childhood christmas has been forced upon us um generations later in the form of tradition um and, Interesting. and I wanted to get your opinion on that do you feel like the the christmas traditions you go through are uh like baby boomer
1: focused um no because <laughs> it's not like they're not, pe- not like baby boomers aren't people <laughs> like right I guess but <laughs> it, I mean
0: how hard is it to break into like the yearly Christmas uh market? it's in,
1: it's impossible oh well not quite impossible there's one hard. person notably who has done it and that's Mariah Carey yes um but and there's actually a really really good video I saw on YouTube that explained exactly how and why uh all I want for Christmas is you is like it sounds like and feels like a regular, like a cr- classic Christmas song. Oh. It's because she replicated it. She like went in, found all the like chords that they were using for all those classic songs, uh, had like a similar like beat structure and everything.
0: Hey, let's remember to put that video in the description. If you, if you know what it is,
1: I will try to remember. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but, um, well, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at here is um, it, Christmas like has at the very least, we can say that Christmas has stayed the same for a long time. Yeah.
1: That's the thing that's kind of, like, I noticed that, and I, d- I don't really know what the answer is to that. Maybe it's just because we can't be saturated completely by Christmas music, right? I mean, people, like, I'm one of those people that tries not to listen to Christmas music on the radio just because I know I'm going to hear it anyway, and I don't want to, like, get tired of it. But, like, you know, there's people that listen to Christmas music for months on end, and it's, like, returning to that familiar feeling from years ago, I guess. And the same, it's always the same songs, and they're, you know... They never seem to have anything new. Nothing ever, new ever seems to stick. But um, well, I don't know what, why that is exactly.
0: I'll, t- I'll take it a step further as far as like not listening to it on the radio. I straight up don't listen to Christmas music at all. I try to avoid it at really? every step because I, before I graduated college and got a, like a big boy job, I guess you could say. I, I, I don't want to say that because working retail is a big boy job too. I, I work seasonal at the mall selling jeans. And because I was seasonal, there was always Christmas music and it was always terrible. (laughs) I, I would sit there for 11 hours straight hearing the same popular Christmas music over and over and over again. And I I can't hear, I can't listen to it anymore. I can't enjoy it. I mean, on Christmas day, uh, I'll be fine with it. Like I'll be while we're opening presents, I can listen to it. But other than that, it actually really does bother me. So what I've turned to is intentionally bringing new Christmas songs into my life uh, to listen to every year instead. Uh, Like, you know, the movie Elf, of course, Will Ferrell. Yeah, they uh, made a Broadway musical out of it, which I'm sure you also knew uh, or maybe you didn't. But it's still it was it did well on Broadway and it has its own soundtrack, which is you know, same ideas, Christmassy stuff. It's the same ideas as the movie, at least. Uh, but I listen to that. But you you that, haven't
1: heard it a thousand times. Yes,
0: exactly. So I listen to that. I listen to the Muppets Christmas Carol, which I've been listening to my whole life. But I didn't hear that every day at the God dang mall, so I'm still it's still fresh <laughs> enough for me. Um, and now I'm, I'm going to add these new Tyler the Creator grinch songs in there too uh, just to keep it fresh so um i do feel like at least popular christmas is kind of stuck in the old generation that's hard to break into but um there's definitely ways to mitigate that and, and make christmas your own which i'm sure yourself
1: you know but like there's there's something to what you're saying like how like you know christmas songs and stuff like that doesn't change but it, it really is kind of the songs everything else seems to kind of migrate with time you know
0: what do you mean the other stuff i mean just like
1: the tradition and stuff oh yeah movies especially you know like there's not as many christmas movies right i feel like there's there's not good ones there's there's movies that come out that are about christmas but like movies that come out on christmas day aren't necessarily about christmas or even about winter right like remember
0: when star Um, wars came out on christmas
1: yeah they're trying star wars is trying to make themselves like christmas they're trying to they're trying to like equate the two in, the, in your head.
0: Episode seven felt like Christmas. I'll, I'll say that. And then, <laughs> in my opinion, it's been downhill well, from perfect. there. But that's a different well, movie. It's a different Kathleen podcast.
1: Kennedy's in your brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a that's a different podcast. Um, but I think it's worth at least acknowledging the fact that Christmas has stayed the same for a long time. Uh, and and it's kind of started back then in the 40s and 50s.
1: Sure. I, I, don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong. I just don't know why that is. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh timeless language. So I think we've kind of circled this a little bit, but um, them using the unique language of Dr. Seuss and using like uh, the names of things that don't exist and everything, I think helps make this movie timeless. They're not talking about game Boys. you know they're not talking about pogs or uh, any other kind of fad, you know yes, it, they're not talking about fidget spinners <laughs> or anything like that. Or it's stuff that's or flossing. Yeah, it's all about stuff. It's all stuff that will that doesn't exist, can't exist, therefore it can never become, you know, a fad and die out. So, I don't know, it's interesting like all all the actual things, all the almost all the nouns in this movie are all things that will never die, you know?
0: Right. I, and that's a good point. Not sticking with fads. It's just like just everything that's specific that they reference is either Christmassy or like Dr. Seuss uh cinematic universe reference. yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, so um <laughs> like uh can you imagine, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like a really, really recent reference like uh like, and they'd wake up and play their fortnite, and Fortnite <laughs> is a game that the Grinch did not
1: like. <laughs> like <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, out there, yeah. I um today That's at funny. work we did our
0: like <laughs> office Christmas party. So I was fraternizing with some of the uh, my coworkers that have children, and they're talking about how they are embarrassed to take their children out in public because they their children cannot stop doing Fortnite dances. It's oh <laughs> <God>. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, and, and one of the moms was like explaining it to me. She's like, yeah, my son doesn't even play Fortnite. I, he doesn't have the game. He just has an app on his iPad that is Fortnite ga- like dances. And he like scrolls that's through amazing. them, watches them, and then does
1: them. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> like, uh, it's, oh That's gosh. the culture right now, man. That is the culture uh, is Fortnite dances.
1: That's so funny. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Okay, um, the last thing I think we should touch on, which is, like, the main theme of this story about the Grinch is kind of, like, consumerism, right? Like, the the whole story is very anti-consumerist, very much, like, it's not about the things, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's anti-consumerist, because they definitely show, like, the people that are supposed to be good as buying lots of presents and, like, giving presents Well, stuff. yeah,
0: it, anti is putting it a little harshly, but... Okay, but... Y-
1: Maybe a... Consumers?
0: Yes, it, Christmas can exist in without cons- consumerism,
1: and it feels like like I understand that message. I, I I agree with that message, but it feels like more and more that's becoming less and less true. You know, like there's there's so much emphasis on buying things. There's so much emphasis on like just getting your shopping done early. You know, like I feel like like Black Friday, the whole concept of Black Friday is so like disturbing to me it feels like a a totally um it's just like uh post-apocalyptic dystopian society type things like consumerism has gone so far that like it's it's absorbing uh, some of our other holidays to more to better like prop up our more consumerist holidays yeah and like i mean you say like you can see in this movie there's just like parts where there's like breaks for commercials and stuff it's like you know what do you if you watch this on tv are you going to be inundated by commercials during this movie that's about you know not caring so much about that?
0: Maybe the message from the movie will help you to see the ridiculousness of the commercials.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know either. It's I agree with you though, especially coming from like as a, as an adult now, someone who has a salary who's expected to buy gifts, you're expected to buy gifts. It's not about <laughs> it's it's not and I'm not trying to like <laughs> I'm not trying to complain about it. I'm I'm happy to give gifts and make yeah. people happy but can you can you imagine if i was like oh, oh no, no 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 christmas is christmas is about being together I, I, i'm not gonna buy you anything it's not about that people would be like yo dude what dude like <laughs> no. come on like that what it what a what a skinflint what a what a uncle scrooge over here not buying right it. even if you come with that message it's hard to come across as anything but a uh skin flint because uh maybe because you can't never right? heard that before <laughs> <laughs> what skinflint
1: yeah that's, that
0: that's what's fun Schwab that, that's what that's what they call Mr. Krabs that old oh. skin flint Krabs it uh I mean they don't call him that all the time obviously but it's 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 among <laughs> yeah. it's among it's among the litany of words that they use to describe Mr. Krabs as a person who hoards money um and, uh, and doesn't okay. like to spend it on anything that like, I was watching like sh-
1: following really but <laughs>
0: you you know what I'm saying like Mr. Krabs is no. all about his money <laughs>
1: Yeah, I understand that. I don't understand what skinflint has to do with that.
0: The same thing as being a penny pincher or a... Uh... Anyways, we're getting way too Those d- words d-
1: aren't synonymous. <laughs>
0: yeah, they are, though. They mean the same thing.
1: All right, whatever. Not, I'll take your word for I'm, it. I've yeah, never heard that. Before. I'm not
0: willing to die on this hill, and also, you're not the first person to have this conversation with me. I've used skin <laughs> flint all over the place, and people are like, what, "What are you talking about?" But it's SpongeBob, dude. It's all about SpongeBob. <laughs> all right, um, all right. But no, I, getting back to like commercialism uh, with this, it's. Uh, I, I think that the, the Grinch part of the also part of the reason is why of why it can last long is because it isn't inherently anti-consumerism. You can still be all about your gifts and love the Grinch and and the message it has uh, because they do make the gifts look awesome and, and the Grinch gives them back in the end. So they still do get the gifts. Um, Right. But I think that it's just important that you also understand that uh, they express that yes, gifts are nice, but it's really about just being there with each other.
1: There's also this kind of, this trend that, um, I read about in this book recently this book is called um sapiens um by oh man Yuval noah harari um he is a uh he wrote this book and it's about it's like a brief history of of humankind like our evolutionary history and a history of like all the things we've accomplished and all these other things it's really fascinating i highly recommend it but he talks about how our society is like breaking apart this family unit and putting an emphasis on the individual mm. and how like the individual is becoming the base unit instead of like the family. Okay. And there's like all this, all of this marketing and stuff that's about individuals, about like you have to own your own home. You have to, you know, have a car for yourself. You have to, you know, um, have your make own- enough money to s- support yourself, right. you know,
0: have your own AirPods.
1: Exactly. Can't share them with our people. That's gross. Apparently. <laughs> um but i I also think this is kind of this is really interesting, especially in context with this movie, just because you know this this movie is teaching that it's it's uh it, the Grinch being by himself is kind of what drives him to be so you know cynical um yeah cynical and and hateful of the of the who's down in, in there and when they in whoville and when they uh they band together and when he's together with that community, you know i mean we don't see the aftermath necessarily, but you see that he's happier with the other people. Um and I think there's I mean, I think there's some something to say for that. There's definitely this there's this uh trend of that I think is really interesting where like the average uh home size in like uh first person um or not first person in uh first world countries is increasing, but the number of close relationships we have is decreasing. And those things aren't necessarily uh like that's not that's not that's a correlation, not necessarily a causation. But it's interesting to to note that like we are accumulating more space and less people to fill that space.
0: Oh, that is terrifying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I
0: can't say. Yeah. I can't say that that's, that I don't see the same thing going on. Um, but, but, you know, at least we have Christmas, an excuse to come together. Even if you're out on an island on your own, Christmas is a reason to get together. And at least, uh, you know, have a coordinated date that we're all going to spend together, and maybe that right. maybe that can fight against that rise of the individual. And uh, at least you can be part of a group for once, one day a year.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, I, I mean, we've gone all over the place. Uh, some places that some people never thought possible when you're discussing the Grinch. So let's bring it home.
1: <laughs> you could watch the Grinch three times by the time you finish this <laughs> podcast.
0: Which I encourage you to do. It is Christmas time right now, so yeah. Um, but it's time to deliver our ratings, and I I can't remember. Did you go first last time, Joey? Do you want me to go first this time? Go ahead. I'm gonna go first. All right. This one's kind of it's kind of a long one, but I uh, I give this. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> I give this movie one pair of jing tinglers, two flu flubbers, three ta tinkers, four hoo hoobers, five ga ginkers, six trum tukers, seven slu slunkers, eight blum blukas, nine hoo wonkers, and one set for zoo zitter Karze, a roller nice. skate type of lacrosse and croquet.
1: I love that. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, mine. Uh, I give this movie fifty-two years times ten plus two.
0: <laughs> I'm missing the reference here.
1: Oh well, it's, it, the movie's been out for fifty-two years, and uh, at the end, the Grinch. Uh, oh, uh, that's he, uh, he gets the strength of ten Grinches plus two times two plus two. Yes,
0: ah, <laughs> uh, that's great. That is put together well. Uh, <laughs> all right so obviously we really enjoyed this so again if you haven't seen it yet this christmas we encourage you to sit down and enjoy it um and hopefully you have seen it because you're listening to this podcast so uh but what is next for us joey what movie are we talking about next
1: we're talking about rain of fire a christian bale and matthew mcconaughey movie about dragons yes I can't, i'm so excited
0: i'm excited too It is, uh, yes, but so obviously Christmas is coming up. Joey and I will be on a short Christmas hiatus, but we'll be back early in the new year with more movies. So stick with us. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up for the Grinch for Affable Chat. I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account at affablechat or our email affablechat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.